Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Hey. So good to be with you. (laughs) Yes. Here we are. It's practically the middle of August. (sighs) And I know many of us are vacationing and things like that. And uh, this week I am in Maine with my family. It's wonderful. And today we're going to talk about Uh, Actually, lesson number two, going right to the very beginning, lesson number two. I've given everything I see in this room, on this street, from this window, in this place, all the meaning that it has for me. I've given everything, all the meaning that it has for me. Such an important and beautiful lesson for us. Because one of the things I know for myself is for a long, long time I made myself miserable (laughs) by making things have a negative meaning. Negative meaning and I didn't have to. And so I made myself quite unhappy. Oh boy. So let us join together in prayer. I invite you to place your hand on your heart. And take this deep breath of love and gratitude with me as we anchor into an awareness of perfect love. Yes. Breathing in love, breathing out gratitude. We lift our vibration with gratitude. We're grateful to be the two or more who are gathered in the name and the nature of the Christ presence right now. We're grateful to say yes to love, which is our true identity. We invoke into our awareness the higher Holy Spirit self. And we're placing at the top of the list our connection with God. We're placing at the very highest value our connection with God, our connection with the higher Holy Spirit self, the I Am Presence. And we're remembering I am that I am. That is our true nature. And we're valuing that which is truly valuable. And we're releasing the habit of making negative meaning of things and stepping into an awareness that we can choose love. We're remembering to choose love, saying yes to love. And we're grateful that we can share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. We do intend to share the benefits with everyone. So grateful and so thankful that our life brings benefit because we choose love today and every day. In grace and gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 So good. So, one of the things that uh, I'm so aware of because I get an opportunity to meet so many different people and to connect with them is that I hear this over and over and over and over again is that people have a high aspiration to deepen their spiritual practice. And to be more committed, more dedicated, and more devoted. I hear that again and again and again, that people have this aspiration. And some people even have an intention or a goal to deepen their spiritual practice and to live the love more fully, to be more awakened, or as A Course in Miracles talks about it, to reach the atonement which is the full realization that there is no separation, there never was a separation, and that in this 3D experience of our human life on earth, it really is all about an illusion of free will, an illusion 
of separation. And so we're employing our free will to remember that all that there is is love and that our life is the life of God and we're not here to get things, to get stuff, to get appreciation and recognition. We're not here to get anything because everything has already been pre-installed. So our appearance here on planet Earth is all about remembering that the kingdom is within And as we dedicate ourselves to seeking that realization first, that understanding first, all else is added unto us. All that fulfillment of our deepest desires is added unto us. Years that the locusts have eaten are returned to us. Everything is made new when we dedicate ourselves to seeking the kingdom first. So, in essence, our spiritual practice and all that we do as part of our spiritual practice is for that one purpose of assisting us in remembering to seek the kingdom first and to have no false idols, to have no false gods, to make nothing outside of ourselves more important, to make the connection with God, the number one priority. So what gets in the way on a daily basis is the upsets, the frustrations, the wanting, the craving, the needing, the grasping, right? If you just add up how many minutes and hours uh, in a day, in a week, in a month, in a year, you invest in trying to pursue, trying to pursue that which you think you want, that which you think will make you happy. If you add up how many hours in a week you invest in trying to get stuff, to manipulate, to coerce, to manage and control your environment in order to be the way you think you'd like it to be. If you just gave 10%, if you tithed, 10% of that investment of your time and your energy and your focus and your money into seeking the kingdom first, then what you would discover is that it's already pre-installed. And when you seek that first, everything really is added unto you. And I, and I know this from a very, very practical level because I used to worry about how I would pay my bills. I used to worry about how I would make things happen in my career as a minister, as a spiritual practitioner, a science of mind practitioner. I used to worry about how would I do all of these things and I don't anymore because I seek the kingdom first and I'm experiencing that the needs are taken care of. Truly they are taken care of and every day affords me an opportunity to seek more fully the kingdom and that's what I'm investing my attention in. So we gather together on this radio show, in sacred circles, in classes, in order to help each other remember what's most important. Not to get insight, not to get information, because remember, everything, including the insight, including the information, is pre-installed. So we gather together for the purpose of awakening that which has already been given to us. I love that it says in A Course in Miracles, ask and it is given because it already has been given. So if we're looking to get something, then obviously we think we don't already have it. So if we're looking to get insight, if we're looking to get clarity, if we're looking to get abundance and prosperity, then we must think we don't already have it. And the wanting, the grasping, the needing, the craving just pushes it further away. It really does because when we energize and complain about and share about this wanting, the needing, the grasping, the craving, then we're affirming that we don't already have. And all thought produces form at some level. So when we affirm that we don't have that thought, when we believe it and we invest our energy of belief into it, it has to produce the form of lack. Because the thought of not having and needing and wanting 
is a thought that is a thought of limitation, a thought of lack. But the truth is, we're abundant, we're prosperous, we're eternal, we're infinite. If we don't believe it, we are not going to see it. We never, never will, even though it's already true. We have to believe it in order to see it. Remember Wayne Dyer wrote that book. Uh, you'll, you'll see it when you believe it. So, this is our work. Is it easy to do? No, it's not easy to do. This is why we have to come out from among them. And this is why we gather with like-minded souls. I feel so blessed. I was just uh, not too long ago in St. Louis for the weekend leading a retreat where the Course of Miracles people from the St. Louis area. It was quite wonderful. We did a lot of deep, deep work. Boy, people were willing to rock it out and make some commitments to themselves. And it's so powerful when we can gather with a group of like-minded individuals for a holy purpose. Because left to our own devices, uh, we, ca- we can easily get trapped in the patterns of negativity and the patterns of thinking small and playing small. And it can actually become quite a whirlpool of negativity and we start to feel drawn in and drawn down and sucked in and sucked down into the negative meaning that we are making of our circumstances. So one of the things I know that was a very intense habit for me, going back to our lesson two, which is I've given everything all the meaning that it has for me. I, for a long time, believed that part of my power in this world was the power to make negative meaning of things and to blame other people for my unhappiness. And so day after day after day for many, many, many years, I would look around my life for the things that I didn't like and I would blame on other people. I would blame them for my situation, for my circumstances. And when people would make their choices in their life, I would literally imbue their choices. I would make the meaning that what they were choosing was negative for me. So if someone didn't call me back, I made negative meaning of that. If someone didn't do something exactly the way I liked it, I made negative meaning of it. Over and over and over again, making negative meaning of things. And of course, it was my free will that I was using and investing in creating what I think of as a negative stew. I was stewing in the stew of negativity And I was serving it up fresh every day. Resentment stew. (laughs) That's what I was doing. I was making resentment stew on a daily basis and serving it up hot and fresh. And, um, And there was just no way out of it because I wasn't willing to change my mind. I liked being able to have the option of blaming other people for my unhappiness. And there was something that I really liked about making making negative meaning out of things. And it took me a long time to discover that I had a mental pattern that there was something wrong with me and that what I was doing was I was looking for validation of that pattern that belief, all day long. And that's why I was making negative meaning of things. So I'm going to invite you right now to place your hand on your heart and to tune inward. And take this holy breath with me as we remember that we're partnered up with the Holy Spirit right now. We're calling upon the angels to support us. Mother Mary... Jesus, calling upon the divine, our ancestors right now to support us and opening our minds to a place in our life where we're making negative meaning of what others are doing. Any place in our life where we're making negative meaning about what others 
our choosing. We're opening our heart and mind to it right now. So, we're looking for the place in our life where we are choosing to make negative meaning out of what other people are choosing. So it's our opinion. It's our choice to imbue a negative meaning into the circumstances and situations of our life. We don't have to, but we choose to. And we're asking in the sweetest, most loving, most compassionate way of what benefit do we think it is to make negative meaning out of this situation, this circumstance? Of what benefit is it to us? Why are we choosing? What is the positive benefit that we think we get from making a negative meaning of this situation, this circumstance? Being willing to look deeply into it. And let us invoke the Holy Spirit into our heart and mind right now to assist us in breaking this pattern. And looking at our choice, looking at this pattern and saying this pattern is not who we are. This pattern is nothing trying to be something. And I am not going to give it my love and attention anymore. I'm not going to invest in it anymore. I am setting myself free from making negative meaning of this circumstance. I'm done with it. I am ready to be loving and kind with myself. I'm going to take full responsibility for my care. My self-care. Yes. 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 So grateful and so thankful right now that I can change my mind. I'm so grateful that I can interrupt this pattern of negativity. And we share the benefits of our healing and our expansion with everyone because we're one with them. So it's our spiritual responsibility to shift our mind, and to make another choice. Taking this breath of love and gratitude, we give thanks for our healing right now. It's time for our break, and I'm inviting you to contemplate this in the break. Also reminding you, I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love and Walking the Talk, right here on Unity Online Radio. I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the love, walking the talk. So how good it is to (laughs) have a healing and shift our minds about making negative meaning. So much of what we human beings do can be really unconscious. And so that's why we talk about waking up. We go from being a sleepwalker who is dreaming that we're awake to being an awakened being, realizing that we're dreaming, that we're dreaming. (laughs) So it takes our willingness to pay attention. And this is one of the most challenging things for us as spiritual seekers, is to make the commitment to really pay attention. So one of the ways that we can strengthen our mind, strengthen our heart, and really help ourselves is to take full responsibility for everything in our life. Take full responsibility. Release all blame and take full responsibility. So it is spiritually immature 
of us to blame anyone. It is spiritually immature of us to make negative meaning of things in our life. Yes, it is. And now is the time for us to release that habit. We release it to the Holy Spirit. We place it on the holy altar fire of God's love, and we remember that right where we are, the wholeness and the perfection of divine love is available to us to assist us in every moment. If we're willing, all of God is for us and with us. If we're unwilling, it will seem as though we're on our own and separate. But that's never true. It's just the meaning that we make of it. And so what I'm inviting today is for you to look at the places where you make resentments do. To look at the places where you make negative meaning out of things. I can't remember if I've shared this on the radio show, but I remember one time a friend stood me up and I made negative meaning out of it. And I thought, oh, he doesn't really value me. And and come to find out, actually, he was in the hospital. He had to go to the emergency room and his cell phone ran out of battery power and he couldn't call me. And... That was a great wake-up call for me. So now, when people don't keep their appointments, when people disappear on me or something like that, instead of making the negative meaning that they don't respect me, now I go to, hey, I wonder if everything's okay with them. I, I wonder if they need any support or assistance. And so I get to stay in my heart and I also get to affirm that I am loved and cared for and that perhaps there's something for me to give or to share. So it is a huge price that we pay to energize making negative meaning out of things and the energizing resentment. It is a huge price that we pay. And quite literally, the price that we pay is not only our happiness, but it is also our abundance, our prosperity, our health, our well-being, and our spiritual awakening. Now, many, many spiritual seekers would rather invest in reading a book then doing this level of personal healing work and changing their minds. They'd rather go to a lecture and listen to somebody than do the deep work. I see this all the time where people are willing to invest their time, their energy, and their money in getting information, getting information, rather than accessing their divinity and having a healing. And it's not because they don't know how to access their divinity and have a healing. It's because they really aren't interested in that. They would rather feed the ego by saying, oh, I read this book. Oh, I took this class. Oh, look at me. I'm doing all this work for my spirituality. Look how much knowledge I have. But If you are studying things, if you are learning things, you're getting information and you're feeling more and more clever, like you have all this spiritual knowledge, but the quality of your life is not dramatically improving, then you're feeding the intellect, which really is the ego intellect, rather than opening the heart and having a healing. So the greatest way to access the wisdom of God, the clarity of God, to have that pure, pristine awareness of spiritual truth is through divesting yourself of blame and shame and regret and resentment, thoughts of revenge, the hurt, and all of the ways that we self-sabotage and self-medicate. And what I find is that there are many spiritual seekers who know this on an intellectual level, but they don't apply it 
They don't apply it. That was one of the things in the recent retreat in St. Louis was people said, wow, I finally got that, that the reading and the studying is really not helping me as much as paying attention to where am I judging, where am I complaining, where am I investing in bitterness and unkindness and hurt. So... This is, this is our work to do, and this is why the radio show you're listening to right now is called A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, because if we're not living it, if we're not walking it, then it's just an ego exercise. Oh, yes. So looking at the places in our life where we make negative meaning. And sometimes, you know, it can be helpful to discover why do we choose to make negative meaning. So like I was saying, for me, I had the realization that I was making negative meaning out of things because it just proved me right that there was something wrong with me. I was looking to prove the belief that I had that something was wrong with me. And this is one of the habits of the ego mind. The ego mind is always looking to prove what it believes. Now, one of the coolest realizations I've ever had is the one that when we're in tune with the truth, when we are living the truth, when we believe the truth, we don't look for evidence to support it. Because the truth lives in us. It is our true identity. When we tap in and tune into the truth, it feels so powerful and so palpable. We don't need to go looking for evidence to support it. However, if we believe something that's not true, if we believe a lie, then we're probably going to be hunting down and chasing down evidence to support it. So we'll be looking to make stuff up to support the false beliefs, the untruths, the lies that we've chosen to believe. So when we make negative meaning out of circumstances, we have completely and totally disconnected from our spiritual quest of awakening. Let me say that again. When we are making negative meaning of things, we are totally disowning and denying that our life is a spiritual quest of awakening. Why is that? Because when we're making negative meaning of things, one of the things we're going to do is we're going to justify that. Because we're investing in something that's not true, we have to go to justifying. When we're making negative meaning of things, we're choosing to believe a lie. We're choosing to believe that God has left the building. We're choosing to believe that divine will is not at work in our life. And it always is. We can't get outside of divine will. We cannot circumvent divine will. Course in Miracles tells us that all things work together for our good. Bar none. All things work together for our good. There is nothing in our life that is not working together for our good. Now, we can pretend that something isn't working for our good. We can pretend that. Yes, we can. And we do it all the time. All the time. And when we do, we're fabricating we're, we're, so we have to justify it. We have to gather evidence and create files and everything to support the false belief, the false accusation, the negative meaning, the resentment. As you probably know by now, Lesson 135, Paragraph 18, I quote it all the time because we forget it. And it says there, what could you not accept if you but knew that everything that happens, all events, past, present, and to come, are gently planned by one whose only purpose is your good? Perhaps you've misunderstood his plan, for he would never offer pain to you. There you go. 
There you go. So there is a plan. And it is for our good. That's paragraph 18. Paragraph 11. A healed mind does not plan. It carries out the plans that it receives through listening to wisdom that is not its own. So you see, what we're doing if we're in tune with the Spirit is we're listening to the divine wisdom. We don't have to make anything up. We don't have to make negative meaning. We can trust that everything works together for our good. And when we're willing to see that, then we'll see it. It's for those who have eyes to see and ears to hear. If we're interested in something other than that, then we're going to be making stuff up and we're going to feel attracted to the idea of pretending that there's a negative meaning in in anything. So, you know, one of my favorite stories from the Bible is the story of Joseph and his brothers. And uh, I'm sure you know it. It's the Joseph and the Technicolor dream quote. But the the basic message of that story is that uh, Joseph's brothers were jealous of him and wanted to move him out of the way of their father's inheritance. So they wanted to kill him, but they decided to just beat him up and leave him for dead, throwing him in a well, expecting that he would die. But he didn't die there. He got out of the well. And one thing led to another, and following his intuition, Joseph was able to rise to a high position. He was able to experience all things being added unto him. Joseph was a good-hearted person, and he worked using his intuition, using his skills and talents to bring benefit to people, to create more good. He did not stand around making negative meaning of what his brothers did. He didn't lose anything. He moved forward. He did not sit and look and whine and complain and spend the rest of his life lamenting what had happened to him. He used his gifts and talents. He went where he was divinely guided and led and he became a very successful person on every single level and his heart stayed open and his mind stayed free and ultimately he was able to rise to a point where there was you know, uh, uh, starvation in the land and he was able to rescue his family from starvation, saving his brothers, his father, his family. And this brother <coughs> said to him, you know, Joseph, why would you help us after what we did for you, to you? And he said, you may have meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. So he understood the basic law of love. He understood the basic law of love, which is that it's do unto others as you would have done unto you. It it is that, and why would you do unto others as it's done unto you? Because that's (laughs) that's what's going to happen. So if you want to make negative meaning of things, just know that that's what's going to be done unto you. If you project judgment, resentment, regret, blame onto others, that's what's going to be done unto you. How could it not be? Lesson 344. Today I learned the law of love, that what I give my brother is my gift to me. So if someone does something and it seems disrespectful or it seems unkind or crazy we extend compassion that is the gift that we can extend to our brother the gift i give my brother is the gift i give to myself why because there's only one of us anytime you choose to go into blame and into resentment about what other people are doing just to know it's going to come back to you in the form of pain and suffering and you can make a happier meaning. You can say, as I've learned to do, you know what? I don't know what meaning to make of this. So I'm not going to make any meaning of this. 
all things work together for my good. The same must be true for this. Even if, like for instance, uh, I on my way to St. Louis, I left my laptop on the plane. <laughs> I left my laptop on the plane. Now, I could think, well, uh, when it wasn't returned to me right away, I could think, well, it's been stolen. It's been stolen. Somebody took it. But that's not the meaning I prefer to make of it. I know that something good is coming to me. All things work together for my good. How could I not think that? That is my responsibility. So in every moment, we have a responsibility. And that response Ability, our ability to respond to every situation with love, with intelligence, with wisdom, with compassion. That response ability is a great, great gift. Let us not abuse it and act like a petulant child and make negative meaning of things and blame. Right? How many times have we as adults been so spiritually immature to go into blame, to make negative meaning of things. This is our free will. We're using our free will. We're employing it instead of to experience heaven on earth, to experience hell. And we can change our minds. This is our divine opportunity. So we're going to go into a break here. And I'm inviting you to just look at some recent places where you can see that you've made negative meaning of things and you're ready to change your mind about it. Ready to live the love. You're ready to walk the talk. And it's happening right now. I'm Jennifer Hadley and you're listening to A Course in Miracles on here to be? It's a question we all ponder from time to time. Reverend Kelly Isola, host of Spiraling Consciousness and her co-authors, have crafted a guidebook that will take you on a profound journey. If you long for love, peace, and joy, or yearn for commitment, passion, calm, or clarity, this book teaches you that you already have all of these within you. Whatever you long to experience outside of you is an aspect of you wanting to be birthed. Who have you come here to be? 101 Possibilities for Contemplation is part daily reader, part spiritual practicum. Drenched in gorgeous imagery, each powerful page invites readers to dance, to leap, to sit still, to stand tall as they ponder the question, Who have I come here to be? Join the journey of self-discovery. Come explore the world within an infinite field of possibilities to discover who have you come here to be. To order your copy of Who Have I Come Here to Be? 101 Possibilities for Contemplation, go to www.whohaveyoucomeheretobe.com. That's www.whohaveyoucomeheretobe.com. Music Speaks Louder Than Words is an inspiring, informative, and fun hour of uplifting, heartfelt music and commentary that delivers a powerful message of love, joy, and oneness. It will keep you smiling and singing along. Your host, Dale Worley, is alive with the Spirit of God each Thursday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, with Music Speaks Louder Than Words. Music, it's the only thing that the whole world listens to. been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook 
at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Now, back to A Course in Miracles, living the love, walking the talk. Oh, you know, it's uh, seemingly hard to let go of making judgments and making negative meaning. It's seemingly quite hard to stop energizing negative opinions. And I can honestly say that for me, it was incredibly difficult. However, it's definitely doable. It's definitely possible. I really, I when I began this process of cleansing myself of making negative meaning and energizing judgments and opinions. When I began this, it just felt excruciatingly difficult to me. And people tell me all the time, well, gosh, how can you get through life without your judgments and opinions? Don't you actually need them? Well, you don't. You really don't. So, When we let go of our opinions, which opinion is just a fancy word for judgment, then we can move into clear intuition, clear perception, and judging righteous judgment. And this is our holy opportunity. And when we're willing to do that, then we can bring benefit to everyone all of the time in our life. And you know what? This is not easy to do. It is not easy to do, and this is why we join together with like-minded individuals. I'd like to mention to you some things that I offer that you may or may not be aware of. One is I am just uh, offering a new program that I'm calling my Sacred Circle. And the Sacred Circle is a membership program for as little as $10 a month. And you can call every week. I'm going to have a call every week. And you can call and ask me questions. And we'll talk. We'll work it out. And I am happy to support you. I love doing that. I think that when we ask questions about very specific circumstances and situations and challenges in our lives, when we listen to other people asking their questions in a sacred circle, there is much healing that happens. I know for me, for many, many years, it was so helpful to me to be in circle groups where other people who had more courage than I did would share their challenges and ask for help, modeling for me how to do it. And I learned so much from their humility. I learned so much from their willingness to get assistance. It helped me to stop being so defensive. It helped me to stop being so closed off and shut down. Because I used to hate the very prospect of needing help or being vulnerable. And now I know that I am best supported by the visible and the invisible. And so I both need and get assistance from God in the visible and the invisible, God working through other people every single day. So it has become a huge blessing in my life to be able to say, hey, I need some help. (laughs) Oh, I made a mistake. Oh, I'm confused here. Oh, I don't know what to do here. Oh, I feel lost here. And so it takes real humility to be able to say, I don't know. I don't know. I used to think that I had to know everything or I would be eaten alive. And so I was very defensive. I was a know-it-all. And I was always looking to be spiritually superior, more knowledgeable. And oh, I created such a deep and painful sense of separation for myself. It was all ego. 
It was all ego. And for me, I thought I was on a spiritual journey, thought I was on a spiritual path, but it was really so much of it was ego because I was fundamentally seeking to be superior. The truth of the matter is no one is better than, no one is less than, and none of us is equal to each other. All of that is bogus. There is one truth, and that truth is that we are one with each other. We are each other. We're one with each other. And there is no separation. So we're grateful to open our hearts and minds to this truth. And one of the things that I was sharing at the retreat in St. Louis that I love to share about because it was such a valuable and helpful healing revelation to me, the realization that I could not get anywhere on the spiritual path, not anywhere, couldn't get to step one without true humility. So true humility is that awareness that we are one with each other and we're not separate, not better than, not less than, but one with, not equal to, you know. And this is one of the things that happens in relationship all the time. In couples and friendships is there's a sense of being, we want to be equals, equal partners. Well, we're one with each other. If, if what we're looking to do is to keep things equal, aren't we going to then move into scorekeeping? And if we're keeping score, are we in the free flow of love? I don't think so. I don't think so. So you can see how one of the primary ways that people make negative meaning out of things is through scorekeeping. Scorekeeping is a very painful way to realize that scorekeeping is an attachment. It's a need to be right. Who appointed you scorekeeper? If we're all one, do we need a scorekeeper? So one of the, the most powerful tools that I came to in my journey of awakening, which of course is still going on, still waking up here in the dream. One of the most powerful tools for me was the realization about abundance and prosperity is that since I'm one with everyone, I can give everything I give to the one. I give everything I give, everything I have to God. And everything I have, everything I receive, I receive from God. So I don't need to get anything. I already have it. It's pre-installed. And it's my response ability to activate it. Everything's pre-installed. It's my responsibility to own it, to activate it, to engage with it. Seek first the kingdom, which is within, and all else will be added unto you. If I'm not experiencing the abundance of the all else being added unto me, then it is because I am choosing another thought instead. And scorekeeping does not help. Give all to all. Give all to all. So the ego will never allow that. We have to decide that's what we're doing. Now, I don't know about you, but I went through a period where I was dysfunctionally compassionate. So I was intent on being this great giver, and I had this idea that I was being compassionate. I had this idea that I was giving in order to receive, but that's not the equation. And one of the things that just opened up so much room in my heart was this realization that everything I give, I give to God. Everything I give, I give to God. So if I'm patient with someone and I'm kind with them, I'm giving that to God. It is what Jesus said, what you do to the least of them, you do to me. 
living in that awareness. Everything is for God because God is all that there is. And so why would I withhold from God? God does not withhold from me. Now, for a while, I was still so engaged with the ego that I was giving to get. So I had to release that as well. And I had to release the idea that it's better to give than to receive. That's not true either. That's ego also. It is not better to give than to receive. It is essential that we awaken to the place of true balance, which is always giving and receiving in balance. Giving and receiving in balance. Not withholding, not blocking, but giving all to all and receiving fully and completely. So this is what we're learning to do. This is our holy and divine opportunity. And we do it with love. So we're giving up the habit of making negative meaning. We're giving all to all. We're giving compassion. We're giving love. We're giving kindness and good thoughts, the benefit of the doubt, so to speak. No doubt, God is all that there is. So I invite you to place your hand on your heart. And if you'd like to be a Sacred Circle member, go to jenniferhadley.com and you can sign up today. Again, uh, that program is as little as $10 for weekly support. Right now, with our hand on our heart, we declare that God is all that there is and we are willing to set ourselves free in partnership with the higher Holy Spirit self. In grace and gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Have a great week, everybody. I love you. 